you're listening to the Televisionary Minisode. In this episode, Cody and I talk about two of our favorite TV shows that just might become your next TV binge. Hi, Cody. That wasn't very enthusiastic. <laughs> Hello, Cody. Hello, Elena. Did How I are ev- you? Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Something about the way I said hello to you and then you saying that wasn't very enthusiastic reminded me, I think I have told you this, of my, when I took that improv class the first day, he gave us like a sentence to say and then told everyone like a different adjective to make it more extreme and everybody else got like angry, sad, and then for whatever reason, I got happy and it, I just, like, couldn't figure out how to make it sound happier. You and I didn't left... know how to be happy. <laughs> yeah, I left the class because I started crying. Oh, no. That's the opposite of happy. I know. I just, like, by the end, it, I, whatever sentence it was, it was like, I got a new pair of shoes or whatever. By the end, I was like, I got a new pair of shoes. Like, I just, like, was getting so irritated. Hmm. Anyway... Happy is hard. I mean, for some people. Uh, It's hard to know how to inflect your voice for happiness for me sometimes. But I am happy to see you. I'm happy to see you as well. I feel like my voice doesn't usually convey happiness. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. (laughs) I think that I am generally... I wouldn't say that I have like a flat affect, but I, I have a pretty like... I don't know monotone voice compared to some people and it's like kind of low like I have sort of a deep voice and I would say a very deep voice and it's a little gravelly sometimes (laughs) as you've probably noticed if you've listened to some of this podcast before and I also have like a very deadpan Mm -hmm. sarcastic sardonic sense of humor so there's not just like a a a swelling of joy erupting from everything that I am saying most of the time. And I think like a lot of people think that I'm like maybe not a happy person because of that, but I don't think that's true. I feel like I'm happy most of the time. Yeah. I would say, I think you are a pretty, at least as far as my friends go, probably I would say on the top three for like happiest, (laughs) most well-adjusted Uh, Wow, I'm flattered. (laughs) Either that or you only have three friends. Yeah, it's just you and Claire and the third person's my boyfriend. No, (laughs) um, Yeah, I don't know. The same thing here, though. I don't know if I... I just... I don't think it was as big of a problem till I moved to Texas. I don't know if that's why, but there are just so many times where I say something being sarcastic and the people I'm talking to, it just goes right over their head so maybe I'm just not funny which is possible I don't think that's true <laughs> I think you're pretty funny I think it looking be... no I'm oh, just kidding <laughs> you're not true. funny looking I do have to say going on your looks here I never really thought that you resembled Allison Hannigan that much like a lot uh-huh. of people always said you did until I started watching Buffy and like every time she's in the opening credits, I'm like, was that Elena? <laughs> like, I don't know why I never saw it as much before, but high school her equals you now, pretty much. It's, it is, I think, 
much more evident when we're in motion. I think we have a lot of the same mannerisms, especially the way our mouths and noses move and look when we talk. Mm. And I also think that I kind of sound like her. A little bit. Just a little. Like a little, like, it sounds like we're just a little stuffed up here (laughs) all the time. It's a bit bizarre. Also, did you know that they're doing How I Met Your Father and that Hilary Duff is in it? I did, yeah. They had tried to make a different How I Met Your Father. Well, they called it How I Met Your Dad. Um, Like, Mm. right after the original series ended. And Greta Gerwig was supposed to play the main character. And, um, like, the pilot, I guess, just didn't work. So they ended up not going through with it. Who is Greta Gerwig? She directed Lady Bird. That's what I thought. Yeah. I forgot that she like ever acted yeah she was an actor first interesting Mm -hmm. i've only seen i think i've only seen one thing she acted in she made a movie called francis ha which i watched on netflix or something one time it was fine but i don't really remember it i think adam driver is in it but anyway (laughs) that doesn't really have anything (laughs) to do with it the only celebrity that i was ever told that I looked like was when I was like 10 and the Harry Potter movies were coming out. People would tell me that I looked like Daniel Radcliffe, but I think that was mostly just because I had glasses and dark hair. Yeah, probably because you guys don't really look that much alike, but I also didn't know you at that age. So true. We met when I was 12. (laughs) You did a lot of growing. I I changed a lot in that time. Is there any celebrity that you think that I look like? Not off the top of my head. I think I don't you're. Think so either. I feel like you're a pretty unique looking person. You look like that scientist lady. Oh, Rosalind Franklin. That's true. <laughs> I forgot. Yes. How um, could you forget? How could I? She was my profile picture on Facebook for a while, and my aunt didn't even know it was not me. Oh my god. Yeah, she commented on it one time after I said something about it, and she was like, "I was." always looking at this picture wondering when did Cody have his hair this long wow (laughs) it was a middle-aged British woman yeah no so yeah I bear a striking resemblance to Rosalind Franklin one of the seminal uh, scientists in the discovery of DNA she took the first x-ray diffraction photographs of the helical structure of DNA and those (laughs) photographs were what enabled Watson and Crick the much better known scientists to like solidify their findings and be able to publish them like they find seeing her photographs of the helical structure was like the last thing that they needed and she was not included in the nobel prize because she was already dead from cancer before they awarded it and you they don't award the nobel prize to dead people Wow. Fascinating story there. If they ever make a movie about her life, I should play her. This has been Science with Cody Hoffman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Me too. I love it too. (laughs) All right. Well. Shall I? (laughs) (laughs) We're being a little bit awkward with our tripping over each other here. We are, but it's fine. It is fine. Editing magic, you know? Right. (laughs) Why don't you go ahead and tell us what show you're going to tell us about? 
Well, today I am going to be talking about a show that I've seen a couple times now, and I just finished rewatching it. It is called Trailer Park Boys. Ooh. Woohoo. So this is a Canadian series. It's done in like the mockumentary style, and it follows three main characters. Ricky, who is... Well, let me just back up a bit. So it follows three main characters who live in the Sunnyvale trailer park. Okay, that's really all I needed to add in. So (laughs) (laughs) Ricky is this dumb guy who has basically been pursuing a life of crime since he was in school. He's only gotten his like grade nine and no higher than that. And his best friend, Julian, who is a taller, more good-looking version of Ricky with a lot more smarts, who is kind of the brains behind all of the schemes. And then there is Bubbles, who is never really a part of the crime, at least not in the early seasons of the show, who is just their friend who wears a really high prescription strength glasses and his eyes are really big and he loves kitties and he lives in a shed and he doesn't know his parents like died or disappeared when he was little like he's just sort of like a a weird oddity within the trailer park community and so the show begins with these guys Ricky and Julian getting out of jail and a documentary crew is going to follow them around and show what happens to them in their life outside of prison so that's the basic gist of the show and I think one of the things the show does really well is build this community of Sunnyvale so there's all sorts of oddities weirdos that live there there's like Sam who is a vet and who will end up performing surgery on Ricky to remove a bullet and then lose his license and then he hates him forever and becomes obsessed with hot dogs there is ricky's family there's this lady across the street from julian's trailer who he calls grandma who's not his real grandma and she just like it's this nice person there's like this guy whose name is phil collins who has like the biggest beer gut you've ever seen and his full name is philadelphia collins which i just think is kind of funny so the guys get out of prison and Their nemesis within the trailer park is Jim Leahy. He is the trailer park supervisor, and he used to be a cop, but spoiler alert, they got him fired from the force when they were teenagers. So ever since then, he's kind of had it out for them. And his whole thing is that he is sober, but then he'll have a relapse and start drinking a lot again. And when he drinks a lot, while he loses a lot of his physical motor skills, he becomes like wily in a way where he comes up with these skills to kind of catch these guys in their criminal activity. And he says that he is guided by the liquor. And (laughs) so this show, kind of the way that you described a few minisodes ago, uh, Last Man on Earth, where you say it's like just kind of these stupid people doing stupid things or whatever you said, like just like dumb things keep happening. I don't actually don't even remember what you said, but Uh, whatever you said, the way you said it really reminded me of this because it's a funny show. It's so well-written. Like Ricky has all of these, they call them Ricky-isms where he is so dumb that he just like will say common phrases wrong all the time, which I think is done in a lot of shows, but it's just clever. It's good. And every season kind of follows the same arc, but still it's so simple it seems like it shouldn't be interesting, but you can't stop watching because these guys are just so funny. And every season is basically them getting some harebrained scheme to get rich from. Like, we're going to 
steal all these dope plants and then try to sell them to the prison guards in the prison. And it's called like Freedom 35. So we never have to work past the age of 35. And of course, they get caught every time, like no matter what they do, like there's a series where they do like a they hide all this hash. They like pave it into like a driveway shape. But then you just see Ricky all the time picking up little pieces of the driveway and then smoking it. Like, it's just so dumb, but it's so good and so funny. And, like, he's always getting shot. Like, all the same stuff over and over. But it just keeps you laughing because the characters are just so strong. I love it. I think that's really all I had to say. Sorry, I'm checking my notes. Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much it. It's a good show. And it spawned, like, a couple movies. It spawned a Netflix revival, a Netflix animated series. The guys did comedy tours for a long time. It has a pretty big following. I think a lot of people watch it. And you could say it's just, like, a stupid stoner show. But it is genuinely just a joy to watch. And they shot in real trailer parks, Hmm. which is cool, too. That is cool. (laughs) I have never watched it, but I have heard some good things I don't know Uh, I probably would like it if I gave it a chance I think yeah I'm I'm not sure if you would like it or not but I think that you might I don't know it's hard to predict with you sometimes Uh, I feel (laughs) the same way with you sometimes so I feel like the show that I have chosen to talk about today is the kind of show that you would probably not watch (laughs) Okay. I will be interested to see if you are even aware of it, or if you feel like it sounds like it would be worth your time. But anyway, I am talking about a reality competition show on NBC called Making It. Have you heard of it? I don't think so. Okay. It has aired three seasons so far, and I really hope it comes back for more, because it's just a joy to watch, I think. It is hosted by Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman, and they also executive produce it, and, like, it's just so much fun. You can tell they have so much fun doing it, and it's super lighthearted and a show that, like, the whole family can watch together. The basic premise is that each season has a group of, like, eight to ten makers, so like artists, craftspeople, designers, artisans, etc., that compete in a series of making challenges to become the master maker and win $100,000. So examples of the challenges might be that they have to take a piece of family memorabilia of some kind and transform it or incorporate it into something practical that could be used in one's house or they create like a lending library you know like all over suburbia you see those little free libraries in white people's yards and stuff and like the challenge was to create one of those things but not necessarily for books it could be for anything like whatever the makers wanted to make and it's just like a lot of times the rules for or the guidance for what they are supposed to be creating is pretty loose so they can just do whatever they want with the concept and like put so much of their creativity and their talent into it it's just super fun to watch and frankly amazing sometimes what the contestants come up with uh, like to see how well they're able to execute these ideas that they have in such a short amount of time it's really cool it's like top chef but with making things that you don't eat (laughs) but and unlike a lot of 
reality competition shows, maybe most reality competition shows, making it just, like, it's never trying to make anyone seem like they have failed or like they deserve to go home. Like, actually, in most episodes, you only see the judges say anything negative at all about one person. (laughs) And it's something, like, super nitpicky, like, oh, you... Uh, you know, didn't have time to finish painting those polka dots on your wall. So we have to send you home because of that. It's never anything that's like really critiquing their, you know, aesthetic or their design choices or anything like that. It's usually just like something looked a little unfinished or, you know, a concept wasn't quite as strong as it could have been in your delivery. Maybe you ran out of time or, you know, just used the wrong kind of material to, like, convey the look you were going for, something like that. But, like, it's always about, like, building each other up. And, like, even the other contestants are never, like, trying to screw each other over or, like, really, you know, hoping that anyone does badly so that they can, you know, move on. Like, they're all super supportive of each other. You can tell they really, like, form these bonds and love each other. Like, at the end of every episode when someone goes home, pretty much everyone is always crying (laughs) because they're sad to see someone go every time. It's so much more about, like, the joy of making things than it is about, like, just finding someone who is, you know, immaculately talented and everyone else is trash, you know? It Mm -hmm. They even say on the show, like, the winner gets $100,000, but we're not making a big deal about the cash, because the real prize is a job well done. Oh my god. Like, it's just kind of corny and stupid like that, but it's just so much fun, and it's cute, and they're, like, Nick and Amy have such a good rapport with each other and with the contestants. Like, there's tons of puns. Like, there'll be sequences of Nick and Amy just having crafting-related pun-offs, and (laughs) it's just, like... For someone like me who loves puns more than life itself, it's just, like, it scratches so many itches for me. Like, I don't know. I I think it is a must-watch, or, as Nick or Amy might say in their pun-offs, a must-swatch. Like a swatch of fabric. (laughs) That's the kind of humor you can expect from the show. And I just love it. That reminds me a lot of the great the great british baking show Mm. i feel like it has a very similar vibe where everyone's kind of all in it together and there's a little bit of that punny humor and the prize for that show is literally just like a cake presentation plate thing and a bunch of flowers so it's like a similar kind of environment and i do like that show but i i I'm curious, so all of these people on the show have sort of a different skill set. For sure, yeah. Like, each season, they have, like, a mix of, like, people who are professional makers who do it for a living and people who, like, just do hobby kind of crafting stuff on the side and maybe have, like, some sort of side business or something. But, yeah, there are people who work with, like, felt, people who work with foam people who do woodworking like people who just do like there was one girl who did like food art that would like draw she would like do portraits out of ketchup and condiments and stuff like there are these people with these really amazing unique skills that uh, like their work is incredible to watch and they push themselves too because not every challenge is you know sits directly in their skill set you know the thing that they're best at but it's really fun to like 
watch how different people interpret a challenge and see how they can use the skills that they are strongest in, but then also, like, try these different things and discover these new talents and loves for different, you know, media that they are working with and, like, grow those skills too. It's... Yeah, just a lot of fun. Wow, that's really cool. Yes. I don't know if I would like it, but it does. I like that concept a lot. Mm-hmm. So give it a watch if you just want to feel good about something that you're watching. It's just a nice little break from the <laughs> sadness and despair of everyday life. <laughs> yeah, we all need that. Bringing it back to the earlier conversation there's nothing to be happy about yeah it's hard to sound happy unless you're watching making it (laughs) what were you just doing with your (laughs) eyes what happened i I don't know i went i went somewhere else (laughs) oh but i'm back now it kind of looked like you were having a that's so raven-esque vision (laughs) maybe i was (laughs) no i actually just got a text message zach was gonna buy me cookies but he says he doesn't see anything like what you want i don't even want cookies anymore oh wait he said never mind oh well all right that settles that (laughs) well all right i hope you've enjoyed listening to this mini-sode and thank you for listening yeah we appreciate it whether you liked it or not we're glad that you listened (laughs) absolutely all right well Take care, and go be nice to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Televisionary. If you like what you heard, share this episode with a friend. You can follow us on Instagram at Televisionary Podcast, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Bye.